Welcome to the One Within All to another episode of Interverse Podcast. And today, well, first, my name is Chance. If you didn't know, I'm your host. And today we're getting back to the roots of what really inspired me to do this show in the first place, which is sharing the creative path and story of an individual who made creativity his own spiritual journey, which in my opinion, that is actually the epitome of the authentic spiritual path. No mysticism necessary, no dogma required, just the self and the relentless pursuit of improving your ability to translate the information from the imagination portal to the rest of the world in a way that keeps things feeling fun and fresh and not stale and uh, robotic. (laughs) So this guy right here, we got Alex Michael, also known as Conspiracy Music Guru. You can find him on Spotify. That's usually where I tune into his music and also, I'm sure other places, I know he's on SoundCloud, probably iTunes and everything. Uh, he's a professional, super amazing musician. Conspiracy music guru, as the name implies, means that this conversation, we might range into quite a few topics, conspiratorial. And what I really appreciate about this entire idea that Alex brings forward is that by putting the truth into our creativity, we're able to reach people in a way that otherwise would not be possible. Alongside that, he brings levity to the table, humor, and uh, just plain fun. So really excited to get into it with Alex today. Going to have an excellent flow state. So how are you doing, brother? Welcome to Interverse. Hey, thanks, man, for having me on. It's uh, What a great intro. Thank you very much. Yeah, as, as I said before we came on on air, that I'm just a normal guy, really. Just a creative bloke that woke up to some truths about you know this this world we live in it's it's a bit inverted now from the way I, I see it now it's completely inverted everything's upside down and I started seeing that about 10 years ago and as a musician you know what am I going to do I have to put that into uh, into a creative flow which is what I did I started uh, I started doing that a few years ago and started doing some visuals to it a few years ago and it resonated with a lot of people because I think a lot of people are on that same train aren't they that there's a there's a, there's a big awakening going on there's a big consciousness shift going on and uh, I think I'm adding to that you know and it's nice to be a part of that it's nice to be contributing to a, an awakening of sorts um, so I feel very blessed to be able to do this but yeah just a normal guy I woke up to sort of to a few things started putting it in music it's resonating with a lot of people and, uh, and now I I feel like I have a purpose, which is nice. No more am I uh, singing those tepid love songs in bars and clubs. Now I'm doing something from my studio, which I love. Been working from home, and I'm putting my message out there in all sorts of genres. And uh, it's 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 good work. It's good honest work. Tepid love songs. Oh man, if that doesn't <laughs> define the state of mass-produced music today, I don't know what does. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's awful. Everything about it, in my opinion, is bastardized, and it's been it's been it's been that way for probably about a hundred years now. And it's a uh, and it's an awful thing, particularly for for someone like me who loves music, to see it being bastardized at such a level. So I'm trying to do music that is the polar opposite of what these the, the controllers of this world want by doing, you know, healing music and, uh, you know, informative music, comedic music. That travels the furthest, the comedic stuff that I do. But I do all sorts of uh, genres. I'm not pigeonholed into, the, you know, like an R&B artist or a blues artist or a rock or a, a country. I do all of the above and uh, I just uh, I don't want to be pigeonholed. That's the freedom I have by not being signed to one of these uh, major labels. I, I just have the freedom to express myself in any genre I want. So uh, I do a lot of things. I do a lot of comedy stuff, but uh, all my lyrics are conscious. And uh, there's a lot of information there. It's basically my awakening in music form. 
Yeah, and what is amazing is that you guys hear his voice right now, but you wouldn't believe the range of different vocals that this guy can do. It's so awesome. We'll definitely be including some of your music at the uh, end of the show. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, I know the voice you're referring to. It's like that kind of the, uh, Texan cowboy. This kind of guy that I was doing in a lot of the music, and I kind of – that voice came out. I just wanted to hide. I, w- I was researching NASA and all of that stuff at the time. And uh, when you start going down those rabbit holes and you f- start finding out, you know, these massive, massive lies, and then you want to put it out there in musical form, then, but I didn't want to do it as myself, so I had to hide behind this character that I created, and, st- and, and, and I called him Flat Earth Man, or well, actually the internet called him Flat Earth Man because I was singing about that sort of, uh, you know, globe deception stuff. And uh, so that voice just came out of, uh, as a voice for me to hide behind. So if my family and friends saw me talking about this crazy conspiracy stuff, I could just pass it off, hand wave, dismiss it as, it's just comedy. It's just satire. You know, of course, you know, a lot of people know there's a lot more truth to those lyrics than, than meets the eye. But um, so, yeah, that was just a voice that I, and everything I do is, is really hiding behind something, really hiding behind a voice. It's just creatively expressing. And I use comedy and I use that voice to, 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 you know, I think country music is definitely a, a genre that is, is quite comedic these days. It's been utterly bastardized. So Unintentionally comedic. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, it's a joke now. But I mean, the, the authentic country stuff is brilliant. But I use the comedic country stuff to get my point across about these these NASA deceptions. And it worked. But so, yeah, I do do a, a range of different voices, but uh, there's a creative reason for it. Yeah, man, I remember the first time I think I'm pretty sure the first time I became aware of you, maybe I was. Maybe I heard you before this, but I was at Flattoberfest last year and you sent us a great <laughs> transmission, uh, uh, ripped on David Weiss a little bit. All <laughs> Yeah, you were there for that. Oh, nice. Great stuff. Yeah, David uh, is, um, is, a, is a pillar of this community. I love David. But we, David and I have this little, um, just we like to tease each other. And uh, he teases me on the interviews and I tease him. And then when I get an opportunity to present something at a, co- a conference like that, I can't help but just poke fun at him a little bit because he, he does great work. But we're still adult children at the end of the day. We're still big kids and we like to sort of poke each other a little bit, you know. So uh, oh, I'm glad you was there for that. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a total party man in real life. <laughs> yeah. Like every time I turned around, he was busting out some kind of like light strobe effect or like speakers or who knows what. He's a fun dude for sure. He, he works hard. He works very, very hard. And he's, he's done He's done some great work for this community. He's got a great app that's really uniting people in this community. Yeah, someone uh, messaged me on that app today. Like, hey, I see you're near me. You know, it's a uh, it's really amazing. Yeah, there's there's hundreds of thousands now that uh, that uh, I think there's probably sixty or seventy thousand that are on the friend fired a particular portion of that app, but the, the the app has had hundreds of thousands of downloads, so it's really uniting people, and people can see instantly in their area who you know who understands this globe deception stuff, and you know there's people have got married through that app, and you know have found you know their significant other through that app, so you know it's a it's a wonderful thing. So it's bringing people together. So I can only doff my cap to to someone who does that. And that app is called the Flat Earth, Sun, and Moon Clock, right? Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. The worst name for an app ever, ever, ever. But it is a fantastic app. But there's a reason he made it. Like It's like keyword stuffing. It's like search engine optimization stuff. So like he's got all the keywords there. But uh, it should just be called the Flat Earth app, really. But, uh, yeah, terrible name. But it, it's really, really uniting people. And there's a wealth of information on there as well, including some of my music. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. Get the right one by uh, 
Blue Water Bay because there are uh, some uh, knockoffs out there as well. I didn't realize that, but if anybody out there is maybe on the fence about their cosmology of the Earth shape, I mean, I'll admit I'm not here to say I know exactly what it is. I don't. I know what it's not. And I think that's really what truth is about, is about ruling out what it's not. Totally. Because what the truth is, is all that exists. <laughs> and it's pretty hard to put that into a box and define and comprehend all in your mind in one, you know, one chunk. It doesn't really work that way. So I'm about the apophatic method of finding truth, which is just keep eliminating process of elimination. Enlightenment is a destructive process, that whole thing. So in David's stead, I'll tell people if they check out that app and they watch the uh, video of the day that pops up as a notification, one a day for like, I don't know, two weeks. Come back to me and see how you feel about like whether or not we're on a spinning ball flying through an infinite void or not. Because <laughs> I think that 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 two week challenge will make a dent in your. There it is. You, you, you're already talking my language, my man. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be talking with you right now. <laughs> Great. We're on the same page with that. Yeah. Well, let's back it up a little bit. I'm sure we can talk more about the Earth and the globe deception because that's a fun topic. And I haven't really covered it much for a while. Uh, probably not majorly since maybe uh, David came on in 2020 and then Dylan Sicosio did a really good show with me about that too. But I want to back up a little bit more to your story. Like what took you from playing tepid love songs in the bar to uh, being an internet folk hero? An internet folk hero. Oh, I'm having that on my gravestone. Thanks for that. Internet folk hero. Uh, how did that happen? I don't know how that happened. Um, it happened slowly is how it happened. Uh, I had a studio in the UK when I was living there. I'm living in Spain now. I had a little studio there. I was making ringtones. I had a ringtone business. I still have the ringtone business. It's my bread and butter, actually, because uh, you'll never make money as a truth musician, never. So you've got to have something. Um, but that's another that's another side note. But, yeah, um, I had a ringtone business. I was doing ringtones in a little studio in a converted garage, and a guy came in and showed me a video on 9-11. Hey, Alex, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Can we back up a little bit? I don't know if you noticed that I disappeared, but this is a first. Uh -huh. This never happened before, but my I, my cat's got into a fight outside the, the room here and knocked my internet out. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, where were we? Yeah, you had just started to talk about the ringtone business. You said there's your bread and butter and you're starting to describe that. So you can back up maybe like three or four minutes. Sorry about that. Yeah, sure. No worries. No worries. So yeah, I had the, uh, the ringtone business and, uh, in a little converted garage in, in, in Essex in the UK. And a guy came in and showed me uh, a video on, on 9-11, like a conspiracy video back, back when you, you could find conspiracy videos on YouTube. The censorship now is ridiculous. You can't find anything, but that really piqued my interest. And because he'd searched for that on YouTube, then oh, it was recommended all these other YouTube, all these other 9-11 conspiracy videos. And I just got into the whole 9-11 narrative and it just really changed my paradigm completely changed my paradigm and then i went through for about four or five years learning all about the, you know the new world or the, the illuminati the blood elite the, the the bloodline families and all of this kind of things and alex jones and and david Icke. and i went through five years of just like oh my god everything's a lie everything's a lie it took me you know a, a while to pick the pieces of my brain up off the floor and put them back in and before I finally got to it, when and then, well, that was the other thing. When 2016 came, then then the flat Earth thing just hit me right between the eyes, and then I, then I had all of this like, oh my god, this is just amazing information, 
I need to put it into music. And at that point, I think I was confident enough as a ringtone creator to actually you know, make some proper music and videos and start figuring out how to use, uh, you know, uh, the software. And uh, I, I start, I put my first song out in 2017 when I felt I had the confidence to do it and hit behind that voice, that kind of flatterous man voice, you know, hit behind that. Um, you know, because I wanted to put it out comedically to hide behind the comedy, really, because, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of truth to what I say. But, you know, if you're hiding behind that comedic layer, it can be delivered a lot, uh, a lot softer. So I did that in 2017 was my first song and people loved it and uh, they wanted a second and a third. And now I have an album, uh, which well, I think I released in 2018, 2019, which is basically my globe deception or flat earth awakening, whatever you want to call it. And it, uh, mm. you know, covers songs like the moon landing, of course, the international space station, satellites, uh, all of these kinds of things being fake. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff on there. It, it, if you remove the comedic layer from this album, there's, uh, Oh, there's a lot of paradigm shifting truth right there, you know, and uh, thankfully a lot of people can see it, but those that don't have the eyes, they just think it's me, you know, messing around in a cowboy hat doing a silly voice. You know, that's how most of my family see it. uh, And they will never get it on that, on that, on that level, but that's fine. That's, that's the genius of the music in my opinion. That's an amazing idea because it is sort of a protective layer. But then on the other hand, I was actually just having this conversation yesterday with somebody that, when we talk about these like hardcore conspiracy topics and then we deliver it in a very serious and sober, somber tone and the wrong person, well, not the wrong person, but some people will hear that and they're like, oh, wow, everything's screwed. Wow. This is like bad news. I'm feeling freaked out by this. And it's an instinctual thing for a lot of us when we're talking about the powers that were and what they're doing wrong and all that to deliver it that way, because we are talking about some dark stuff. But on the other hand, it is possible to hold on to like the vibration of excitement or fun, even when talking about that type of thing, despite the fact that it might seem counterintuitive because we don't want to act like we think it's fun or we like that it's happening, but it changes the way the message is received. You know, it kind of gives the feeling of like, oh yeah, this is going on, but everything is just as okay as it was five minutes ago before I knew that. Yeah. I mean, you you can handle it in two different ways. You can, you can, you can be into that fear vibration, can't you, about all what's going on in the world. And I think that's where they want you. And I refuse to be in that place. Or you can just take the humor out of it and deliver it in a humorous way. Um, that's a, I think that's a nicer way to live rather than being in, in that fear vibration. Uh, I don't want to be there. That's, that's part of the agenda, isn't it? So, and, and like I said before, the music does travel a lot further when it is delivered in this lighthearted, lighthearted way. You want to make people laugh with this stuff and the critical thinkers will get it on the level that it's intended. But, you know, the people that, the, for those that who, who, who do not see, uh, they will just see the comedy in it, you know, but uh, hopefully those with the, with the critical, uh, with the critical mind could see on, uh, you know, more levels on a comedic level, on a truth level, and, you know, you really start to get those cogs turning, hopefully. But, um, yeah, I'm always a fan of delivering things humorously because, um, it makes my life a lot nicer rather than being all doom and gloom and Alex Jones and shouting, the globalists are killing us. You know, I, I can't live, I can't live, I can't, I wouldn't want to get out of bed in the morning if I had to deliver that kind of message in that kind of frequency. I like being, you know, joyful and happy and de- delivering my message in, in something that's, you know, a little bit comedic and lighthearted. So, uh, you know, that's, 
what I do, it might not, you know, resonate with it. Some people love that real serious stuff. You know, we are completely screwed. We need to take this seriously. And I do get criticism because I'm not taking it seriously. Well, I am, but I just have a, a particular method of delivering it. And um, it works for me anyway. Let's put it that way. I think it, I think the stuff travels further when uh, you put a lighthearted spin on it. I totally agree with you. And, you know, I can definitely get down on some information coming in a serious tone. There's another element to that, like, the divine masculine and the saying no and like that, that powerful stance and position that you can take. That's good too. You know, sometimes we need that fired up passion. However, there's never a time when humor and laughter fails to dispel the darkness. <laughs> darkness just cannot handle that type of light and yeah. uh, light heartedness. They call it light heartedness. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, it's slaying. You're, you're slaying the demons, you know, just by just by putting out that positive energy. You know, they they can't handle that. You know, though you brought up Alex Jones, I actually see him as a comedic character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as much yeah. as what he's put out there over the years uh, has probably helped people along the path to like getting somewhere else, I also consider him to be a bit of a cul-de-sac before the gold mine. Him and characters like Joe Rogan, where they put out so much content that if you were a rabid fan of theirs, you would basically be just stuck only on their stuff forever and never have time for anything else. And oh, they're turning the frogs gay, you know, <laughs> they are though. They are. Uh, this is true. It is, this is true. You know, yeah, it is true. <laughs> it's completely true. But how I feel about that is just, I don't know. Um, I'm definitely in the camp that Bill Hicks is very likely resurrected as alex jones i mean i looked into it enough that i'm pretty sure that that's accurate i mean if they're not then that the 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 chances of them not being the same is so astronomical i mean they and they don't they have the same manager or something like that as well yeah yeah, they're they're like their main producer is the same guy and they and Alex Jones is best friends with that guy. And Bill Hicks was best friends with that guy. And Bill Hicks has had an Alex Jones character before he died. Suddenly. Yeah, I know. I've saw, I've seen him on stage doing that exact voice. The voice comparison is, is there's too many. I mean, how many coincidences do you need? Come on. I just look at the teeth. That's what and I the tell teeth people. As well, the dental. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. you know, Bill Hicks was pretty sweet before the, he did that switch. I liked him a lot. So if Alex Jones is a comedic character, Maybe that is the intent behind him. For, to there like, you go. The whole world's a stage, bro. Yeah, who knows? It's funny. Yeah. It's nice to go there, though. It's, I love that sort of stuff because you'll never know, but it's nice to go there in your mind and just go, man, is it really that screwed up? Are they really doing this? Are they really, you know, is, is, is Morgan Freeman really Jimi Hendrix? All of that sort of stuff, right? Oh, well, that's one I haven't heard. Oh, dude, they're, they're so similar facially. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I buy it, but you look at the dental, you look at the face, like, dang, they are pretty close. Type that into Google now, have a look at it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Is, is are we living Googling in a, it right now? As are we, we in a, a realm that deceptive that, holy crap, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely would entertain anything possible along those lines because – when I re- like researching into the controller class and the priesthoods of antiquity that gave us all the cosmology and the mind control and developed all that stuff, their entire, they, they literally created the idea of theater. Like back in the day, the theater actors were the priests who were also giving you your worldview and your cosmology. So exactly. to me, it's like the, the whole, same cult the operating in the same model. Photo. 
the whole heliocentric model comes from a Jesuit priest, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't look at the Jesuits, everybody. That's definitely, you know, there's, no, there's uh, nothing, nothing there to see here, folks. Nothing to see. Nothing to see at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to lavish some praise upon you for the Selfeggio album that you did. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And then I'll give you some of my uh, experiential feedback. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, that was uh, like a scientific experiment, really. I mean, I, when I was getting into that whole 432 versus 440 hertz uh, musical conspiracy, I found a guy by the name of Jamie Buturf, Bert- B-U-T-U-R-F, something like that on YouTube. And uh, he was going through all this 432 stuff and, uh, you know, how it aligns with, um, you know, the golden ratio and in every aspect of nature. And there's, you know, this is the music they stole from us. It always used to be in 432. And when you dig up these ancient instruments, they're all in 432. And then you start going through the whole musical conspiracy of changing it to 440 hertz. And I have a book on the very subject here called The 440 Enigma by Elsie Vincent. The, um, the musical conspiracy to separate mankind from the divine. And I'm well into that. Um, so when I started learning all about that, I said, oh, of course it makes sense. You know, of course they would, you know, they poison the air, they poison the food, they poison all the information. Everything is, boy, everything we're living in this such inverted realm. Why wouldn't they poison the music? Of course they would poison the music. It's, it's the one thing that everybody loves. So when you start looking into that whole rabbit hole, it's like, oh, God, the music is poison now. It's like 440 hertz is now the fluoride of the music industry. Uh, what am I going to do? Like, it's like, it put me off listening to music. So anyway, there are these so-called solfeggio healing frequencies that I came across. There's a bit of misinformation about these solfeggio healing frequencies. There's, I believe I found the, the true solfeggio healing frequencies, which is why I named the album true solfeggio. And, um, so I just embedded these frequencies, these so-called, you know, chakra here. I know it sounds a bit new age and that, but um, it, I think it does come from that. But ultimately, we are just talking about a bunch of frequencies that cymatically look beautiful, by the way, in 432, 440, not so. So I embedded all of these um, frequencies into the album and sort of put it out there as a bit of a scientific experiment and sort of gauge the feedback. I was really happy with the results when I made the album. I was getting real goosebumps and sound was resonated and I was I was moved to tears in the studio, which is not like me because I'm one of these guys that holds it in and never cries. But I was experiencing these sort of emotional outbursts in the studio when I was making that album. So I knew there was something to it. And when I put it out there, it's been out there over three or four years now, maybe three years. And just gauging the feedback, and some of the feedback I've got from it is just—it's moving people in a way that music should move people. It's you know, people are having almost spiritual experience with it, with it, and um, people are, are, are message me that they had like PTSD or pent up anger, and all, and it just dissipates when they listen to that album, or they'll put it on and their children are calm when they tried all this other music and it wouldn't do, but they put that music on and their children are calm, and other people tell me that their pets are calm. And, um, and that some, one guy told me his plants are growing. He's, my plants are growing really well since I've been playing the music to you. So just, I mean, I've had hundreds and hundreds of private messages and I've, I've got a folder called Solfeggio feedback. And it's just like page after page after page of feedback from this scientific experiment of people having these incredible, uh, results with this music. So it's like, for me, it's like, okay, I did an observable, repeatable, testable experiment, gauge the feedback. And uh, you, you can't call placebo on it because people were saying, I tried this other music and it didn't work, but this did. 
So it's like, it's been an incredible experiment. I've had nothing but great feedback from it. And it's, you know, I've got five-star uh, reviews all over Amazon. And it. so it's like, no one can tell me there's nothing to this 432 and Solfeggio because I've, I've done the experiment. And it's, um, it's a bunch of chilled guitar uh, it's, it's guitar instrumental music, really. It's kind of a little bit Eric Clapton-y, a little bit Pink Floyd-y in places, um, but very, very chilled. It's not a particularly medita- meditative album. It's you know they've got it's got intros and it's got bridges and choruses, so it's you know it's quite emotional music. But people are having experiences with it that that, that makes me realise now that yeah, our music has been manipulated um, in the last hundred years. We were we should have been at this more you know uh, natural frequency. So, uh, yeah, the album's called True Solfeggio. I think I've got, yeah, it is called True Solfeggio. It looks like that. Uh, I'll show it to the camera, cheeky little plug. And, um, you know, Tesla had it right, didn't he? He said, if you ever want to find out the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And uh, there it is in a CD. Anyway, end of plug. Oh man, I'm so excited about this entire topic. Like, I feel like we should spend some time on it because first of all, it's not going to come across as too new age or woo to me or uh, this audience to really get into the, the gravy of what these tones can do. I'm a sound healer myself. Like I would consider like sound healing is such a, a loaded term. I mean, brings to mind the image of laying in a yoga studio with somebody playing crystal bowls around you and all that. And I, yeah. I see benefit in that, but I, I do like a very surgical procedural operation with tuning forks and uh, knowledge of the map of the biofield anatomy. And I use solfeggio. So whenever you say, I want to talk about this, like when you say true solfeggio versus like maybe what the common uh, conception of solfeggio is, I'd love to talk about that because um, I won't say that we might end up disagreeing, but we might have different perspectives that could support each other's perspectives about it. Hmm. So I'm curious, like, what's what frequencies were you layering underneath the uh, for each chakra? Right. Okay. Well, there's a lot of stuff about the five two eight out there. In order to there's there's so much, and this this is curious as well. When you start uh, looking into five two eight hertz DNA repairing frequency, blah blah blah. Those videos have millions and millions of views on YouTube. That's really suspicious to me. And let me pause you there too. Like I will say about those type of videos compared to yours, I think the big difference in terms of what makes it feel better and good is that you're playing instruments and you're putting your spirit into it. And the the intent is really loaded in there. And that's very different than just sort of uh, on an electronic music production level. Like I'm making this for my YouTube channel that I just crank out millions of these very basic very short loops that are nine hours on repeat and uh, you know, getting probably huge YouTube royalties for something that is very little creative work. Exactly. I mean, this wasn't done for financial gain at all. This wasn't, you know, this was done. There was good intent um, put into this. I mean, there's a lot of feeling as you've heard the album. Yeah. You've, you've listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll even tell you like uh, the last couple of days I've been putting it on during my Qigong sessions. And just like making the Qigong session last about as long as the length of the album. And dude, I really feel it lighting up my, I mean, the Qigong is part of it too, but like my whole spine gets this electricity and I can feel it tingling out to every point of the surface area of my whole body and skin. It's awesome. 
See, see, that kind of feedback is is, is gold dust to me because I, I, it's just. See, there's another, there's another, there's another ticking of nailing the coffin for this for this four forty because you know how do you, often do you hear people talking like that about music? You never hear you know, people don't say that when they listen to Blink One Eight Two or Metallica and shit like that. Did, did you know what I mean? Blink One Eight Two. I'm showing and my then, age. Like, I'm showing my age. Such a bad guitar, such a bad guitarist. And when yeah. you see him live, he's a terrible singer too. But I did learn how to play guitar by imitating that very entry level uh, skill. <laughs> it's all, it's all not. But going back to the um, the true Solfeggio, I mean, um, there's a couple of guys. That, well, there's one guy by is it Leonard Horowitz? I think he's pushing the five two eight hertz as being a DNA uh, healing frequency. And these videos have seen have millions and millions of views. It's like. But when you understand, when you tune a, a middle A on a keyboard to four three two, there's no way you'll find five two eight on five two eight hertz on that keyboard. It has no relationship to four three two hertz whatsoever. The middle C, in order to get the middle C at five hundred and twenty eight hertz, you have to tune the keynote frequency, the the, the A to four four four. In order for the uh, the C to be, I'm not explaining this very well at all. I know. No, no, you're um, fine. I'm totally following. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, in order to get that middle C to five two eight hertz, you have to tune the A to four, for four 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 hertz. So who threw that? I mean, where the hell is that coming from? You start looking at four four four. I mean, cymatically, I don't know what five two eight two eight hertz looks like. I don't know, but you have to tune the keynote A to four 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 in order for the middle C to be five two eight. When you tune the keynote to A432, the middle C becomes 512, which is 512 hertz is the frequency that I used in my track for heart. It is the frequency of the heart. It's not 528. And I use three frequencies in there, which is 512. Oh, shit, I can't see. Uh, 128, 256, and 512. So it's, um, it's octaves, basically. So the 512 is the middle C. The 256 is a lower octave, and the 128 is a lower octave than that. And in- interestingly, those, those uh, numbers you'll find um, in, in the computer world, you know, like 128 bits, 256 bits, 512 bits, uh, 1,024, um, which is interesting to me. I'm not saying it means anything. I'm just saying that, um, I don't know, 512 being the heart frequency. And I've had so much feedback from that track. I mean, I've, I've had people getting married to that track because it, I've had, uh, I don't know if you know, Cammie Nodell, uh, wife of Bob Nodell. She, she heard it for the first time, burst into tears. And I've had a lot of uh, people telling me that they, it moves people in that sort of way. But I don't know if, but then again, I've had people tell me the five, two, eight Hertz has, has, has moved people. So I don't know the jury's out on that. It's just like five, two, eight has no relationship to four, three, two, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, brother. Um, you know, if you don't mind, I know this is like me interviewing you, but I actually have in my I have uncovered in my own work with what people call the standard selfeggio, what I think is the magic of it. And including the five two eight. So, you know, if you'll humor me, because I haven't really presented this on my own show before, I could go over this for a few minutes. I made like a I made an infographic about it. It's kind of mathy, but what I'll say Uh-oh. about it, first of all, I don't really buy that whole like 528 is DNA repair and 417 is like change and 396 yeah, is joy. That. I don't buy I think, that. Yeah, I think that that's like some weird marketing scheme. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. But, but in my work with, with tuning people, 
I find that it's really about the coherence of the frequency that matters in terms of whether or not the body can tune itself to it. And by coherence, I just mean like a, a not, not a fractionalized waveform, not um off kilter waveform. So like the, the peaks and troughs are balanced and stay that way. And mm-hmm. in terms of no relationship between five, two, eight and four, three, two, I'd say you're probably right about that. And the four, three, two scale from chromatic scale, you know, going from C uh, <clears throat> up to G and then back to A. I think that that's kind of a different thing than what I call solfeggio or what is standardly called solfeggio. Um, that solfeggio is not really correlated to the musical notes of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's how I feel about it. So the real magic of solfeggio has to do with the relationship of between the numbers whenever you put them into the uh, format that people call solfeggio. So I'll share my screen and go over this. I'll try not to be too long-winded about it, but I think you'll find this interesting. Yeah, sure. It somebody, be- somebody put to me the other day, which really just blew my mind because it, it blows the whole thing out of the water, is that the 432 and 440, they're all based on a second, how many oscillations per second. And at the end of the day, a second is a man-made construct. And when you look up into how they, they came up with the second, it's actually ridiculous. So then that, that makes the whole 432, 440 game like null and void. You're just literally dealing with two separate sounds. There's a lot of very attractive math involved with the whole 432 thing and that's how people get there sometimes in their mind but at the end of the day we are just talking about something that is based on a, on a humanly made second which is um which is like <laughs> oh no i've got to whole rethink this whole thing now oh man that's a really good point you may have just blew my entire idea out of the water <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? it's, it's totally screwed me up now so but i mean cymatics is a way to go i mean it, maybe cymatics is a clue um, I don't know. They're digging instruments. I mean, when you listen to a didgeridoo that's made, there's no tuning fork that they, they just kind of make those things to the, to the, the way they feel that, that resonance that, that, that sustains with the body. And when you listen to an authentic didgeridoo, four, three, two hertz, you know, they're digging stuff up the ground, uh, old instruments out the ground, ancient instruments, four, three, two. So, uh, you know, forget the, forget the numbers, four, three, two, four, forty. It's just like old frequency. New frequency now, um, like because again, if it's based on a second, then it's all questionable. I feel you with that, but in terms of the question, you know, regardless of what a second was, if it was the same second for every for every grouping of frequencies that we're dealing with, then the relationship between them from one to the other would still have mathematical properties that were consistent to, you know, number as a an abstraction that we came up with, but that is actually something that exists in nature as a foundational thing. You know, the ancient mystery schools would teach you that you needed to know like arithmetic, geometry, uh, astronomy, and music in order to even yeah. be allowed in there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they even were strict about what they would allow in terms of music. <laughs> you weren't, you had to do it the, the quote unquote right way because I think maybe they were aware of what could go wrong cymatically on some level. But okay, I, I won't maybe go through every bit of this graphic, but I'll just show you like in terms of the number between the relationship of numbers here, uh, the standard given solfeggio, like this all came to me from me working with these number, these tones uh, in tuning sessions with people over a couple of years, like more little like realizations would kind of pop into my head. But the standard given numbers are 174, 285, 396, 417, 528, 
639-741-852-963. And so as you can... And what do they sound like together? I mean, are they... When you play them all all individually or, or together, do they sound harmonious? Does it sound pleasant? I think so, yeah. But they have... Some are different than others in terms of... Like, some of them almost feel like they're breaking and shaking something loose. And others feel like... They're energizing tones. It's kind of, but what you just asked, that's the most important question in terms of what I kind of realized about this was their relationship to with each other is what creates some kind of magic. Mm. So how they work is that, first of all, the numbers are grouped together with one, four, and seven together, two, five, and eight together, and three, six, and nine together, but not just in any order. And the reason for that will be clear as I go forward. Oh, yeah, I see that, yeah. So. <laughs> it's kind of like you have the the whole nine digit three by three grid that you see like on your telephone, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and you're putting the columns together. And it's like a trinity of trinities. This whole thing relates to three, six, nine majorly. Um, so first of all, the first column, one, four, and seven, when you add them together, it's a 12. And the second column is a 15 and the third column is an 18. And when you reduce those to theosophical addition, you get a three, six, nine. So there's three, six, nine there. Uh, and then when we're asking ourselves about like, why is the one, four and seven together? What I think the answer is, is that whenever you add the digits between one through four, one, two, three plus four, it equals 10. When you add the digits between one and seven, it's 28, which reduces to a 10 or a one. And basically this pattern continues throughout the entire number line ad infinitum. In fact, like you could consider that. Uh, really the all number is just a repeating cycle of one, two, three, one, two, three, because four reduces to a one in this system. Seven reduces to a one. Obviously 10 is a one 13 does this and so on. So when you're counting, it's almost like you're saying one, two, three, one, five, six, one, eight, nine, one, 11, 12, one, and, and so on. So as I see the one, four and seven together, as kind of representing the three and one or the oneness aspect. And those tones have that type of uh, effect, in my opinion, like if there was an effect to be given to that part of the Selfeggio range, that they're mm-hmm. like, they, they bring this wholeness feeling. Uh, I do notice that though, like specifically the uh, one seven or the one seven four is like a pain relief does a lot of good stuff for pain relief. And I correlate the 417 to sacral chakra, but I wouldn't say it's restricted to that. I've noticed that any of these tones can be effective on any of the chakras if used with the intent to affect that chakra. Mm. Um, so continuing forward, <laughs> I call it the regenerating trinity though, this number line where it just keeps returning to one, one, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, the two, eight, five, or the two, five and eight is sort of like the six element. And it's kind of basically representing, in my opinion, gender in in the numbers. Two, five, and eight, it makes sense because, first of all, six sounds like sex. <laughs> and two, five, and eight together is 15, which is a six. Uh, the two is one and one, mirroring itself, masculine and feminine. The five is the balancing point between one and nine. And if you look at the symbol phi, or what some people call phi in Greek, it's a circle with a line through the middle and that's the root of the word five. So it's like that middle between both sides. And then eight, you know, it's the, first of all, it's like two circles put together, you know, it's stability, uh, 
So that makes sense to me. It's again, it's the same exact concept. It's two holes putting together. It's almost like, you know, you start with the, they split as two and then that they grow out from each other and have a circle with a line through it. And then eight is like two complete circles. It's almost like, you know, a generation type of principle. And then three, six, nine is like the, uh, the birth of the child. You got two trinities coming together to make a third trinity, which is nine. Uh, and it makes sense. A child gestates in the womb for nine months and is fully grown at age 18, which is a nine, but I won't get into the etymology of self although that's an interesting part of this. I want to no, I like that. Tell me the, this, the, tell me that I'm, I'm interested in the etymology. Definitely. Oh, okay, cool. So, uh, I mean, there's more to it than this. You could actually decode even more out of this, but some of the words that is a compound of soul, fe or fe yeah. egg, I O soul is the soul and is a yeah. word for the son or the uh-huh. son of God, son or son, S U N S O N fe means trust in many languages like Hebrew and Latin. So it makes me feel like trusting in trust, you know, the, the, son. trust the son, trust the soul. Sounds the a bit egg like sun worship. <laughs> yeah. Which is what like all systems are, all mythologies are really based on is yeah. uh, it's not solar encoding. The egg is a symbol of generation in the created universe. It also means to encourage. Uh, we say egg someone on kind of in a antagonistic sense in modern language, but in older languages, it was more of like an encouragement if you're egging somebody on rather mm. than antagonizing. And 10 or IO, IO at the end is 10. And, but IO is also an ancient name for God or for the sun God specifically. It's phallus and yoni. It's the pole in the hole, generative organs. Uh, and yo or IO, as it gets corrupted throughout different languages, it gives you words like ya, you, what becomes Jew. These are all derivatives of IO, which is names mm. for God. And, you know, Yahweh, right? Jupiter would have been pronounced as you Potter by Latin speakers. You being um, a d- derivation of the IO or yo. Potter means the pattern, also means father or rock. So you Potter or yo Potter is the pattern of the father. And anyway, all this connects to names for the son to yay and yes. Those are ancient names for the son. The affirmative, the life-giving aspect. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is y- yes, us really, because the, in the Latin, they didn't pronounce J's with a hard mm. J, uh, J. So yes. So the pattern of the IO is found in us. <laughs> That's what I say about it here. The pattern of the one zero, you know? So to get into more of the, like the mathy part, what I see is some magic here is the addition and subtraction. I consider like whenever you are putting two of these tones together, you could think about it at like if you put nine six three and eight five two together, the difference between those tones gives you a one one one, or if you add them together nine six three plus eight five two, getting one thousand eight hundred and fifteen. Well, that becomes uh, a fifteen if you reduce it, which is a six. So back right. to the subtraction it's so side. Complex. It's so complex. You could mess around with this like a scientist for in a studio for like a hundred years and still not understand it. Or it's amazing. It's amazing. So every, every two, every number between the Selfeggio scale that's tangential to each other, if you subtract one from the one next to it, you will get a number that reduces to three. So all of them touching each other subtractually become threes and all of them added to each other to the one tangent to it 
will either give you a three, six, or a nine repeating. You can this see this is like looking into the matrix code, isn't it? It is. <laughs> That's why I think there's something to those, like the numbers that are given as the standard yeah. because that, you know, you brought up Tesla and he talks about the secrets of three, six, nine. And I'm over here like, did I just figure out a part of the three, six, nine secret? Yeah. <laughs> and I just started adding these numbers together based on the fact that I was playing these tones together and noticing certain effects. So also if you subtract any two that are back to the subtraction, you subtract one that's next to the other one, like nine, six, three minus eight, five, two, you get a three. But if you go down another one, nine, six, three minus seven, four, one, you get a six. And look at these numbers, two, 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 just like above, you're getting one, one, ones. So it's pretty amazing. And then if you subtract- oh, my, my head already hurts just looking at this. <laughs> and if you do two steps away, you always get nine. So like a seven, four, one minus four, one, seven is three, two, four, which is a nine. And this is consistent. I didn't put all the math on this chart, but it goes that way forever. Mm. Any which way you do it. And then if you look at them as columns and rows again, and you add all three in any column or row, you always get a nine. So very interesting. So there's no way to add or subtract any um, number of these solfeggio frequencies whether you're adding two of them together or all of them together or, or a few of them together, you're always going to come back to three, six, nine ad infinitum. So they're endlessly generating three, six, nine, no matter what. So I think that there's some kind of coherence to this number pattern that is uh, important in some way and seems to be a really effective tool for sound healing and tuning. But that being said, I also have a big ass, super awesome fork. That's a three, eight, four which is like a G note. Yeah. And that's not part of this sequence, but oddly, interestingly enough, it still plays with these tones in a three, six, nine way. I did math on that too. And I right. use them in combination. So something about three, six, nine. Ah, uh, I don't know what to say to all of that. My God. I mean, you, how are you ever going to get to the bottom of it? I mean, you've got to, I mean, isn't it all a little bit subjective as well? Doesn't it not depend on the person, the, 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 Intent is everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if I turn to cymatics as a, as, as a, um, as a proof of like coherent frequencies or hearing free, uh, healing frequencies, because from what I'm learning now, it, sometimes it depends on the container of the, uh, of the, of the, you know, if you're doing cymatics in water, for instance, and like water will be in a particular shape container. Well, if you change the container, it changes everything, changes all the shapes, changes all the patterns, changes all the coherence of it. So, you know, uh, is the four, three, two hertz being so coherent is because it's in the container it's in. I don't know. I think more experiments need to be done. I, I would love to have set up a cymatics uh, studio here and start playing around with four, three, two, four, 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 uh, five, two, eight, all in different shaped containers. I don't know, but, um, I think we need to meet, use it in more of a, a healing, um, kind of, uh, arena, really. And I know that Jamie Baturif has done that. He's made his own, uh, healing. I don't know. You rub it on the skin and it just ge- generates nothing but a pure sine wave of four, three, two hertz. And it's curing burns victims as well. So I think maybe if we just stick to that one frequency, we could, we can know for sure that that's, that's, that's healing because, you know, if, if his machine is to go by that, he's, he's literally like pulsing, pulsating four, three, two hertz onto burns victim and, the, and, and their burns are, are, are clearing up in a matter of days. Then, you know, at least we know that four, three, two is good. And I think any harmonic, you know, uh, octave above or below as long as it has a relationship with 432 in my opinion um, can be healing but then going outside of that with all the stuff that you've just explained it's just like oh, there's no end to it 
Maybe it does have something to do with the three six nine to a degree because the four three two is a nine. Yeah. And what is a one? What are some of the others? Like you said, five twelve for the heart in that scale. I haven't done yeah, as much. Eight. Yeah, five twelve. Five twelve is the heart, and then you've got uh, the octave below that, which would be uh, two five six, which is uh, eleven. That's thirteen, and then the octave below that, which is one two eight, which is eleven. Um. I don't know. I'm I'm trying not to pay too much attention to the numerology of, of it all because right. it would just blow my mind. Um, it would just, I can't, I don't know. For me, it's all about, you know, how do you feel when you hear it? Yeah. And maybe there's also something about four, three, two and, and tunings that they call green tunings that as you go up and down the scale in a like chromatic scale sense, you don't have fractional frequencies. Maybe fractions is part of the problem because I mean, there was a time that the ancient world didn't even have a concept for fractions. And in my observation, I don't think nature actually does division. I think nature does addition, subtraction, and multiplication, but I don't think I've seen any division there. Right. And as soon as as you take a keyboard out of 432 to 440, then it fractures all of the frequencies on the keyboard. Yeah, I think that might be part of the issue. Yeah, exactly. I think we're dealing with a very fragmented dis, dis, I don't know, disease, a disease there. You know, you've got whole number uh, ratios when, when the keyboard is tuned to 432 hertz. You go from the C to the C, it's all whole number ratios. You put that keyboard in 440 hertz, then you've got all fractured, uh, fractured frequencies. I think that could be a problem. Yeah, man. I mean, consider how did the powers that were actually operate historically and currently? Divide and conquer, right? Everything's about yeah, division. There it is. Yeah, there you go. There's your divide right there. It's it's it's, it's, it's fracturing society, isn't it? It's, it's that very word, fracturing and dividing. Yeah. Yeah, good point. And in tuning with people, the whole thing that is the goal of that is to find energy that is compartmentalized in their auric field somewhere where they've created a type of like wall with their psychic energy to hold back a feeling or a memory or an experience from their conscious mind. And so that compartmentalization and fragmentation of themselves is what we're attempting to balance and bring that back into circulation. So again, that's a division thing. And how does, how does the military industrial corporate death complex work in terms of getting their slaves to actually carry out heinous things that, that they don't even know are as bad as they are is compartmentalizing the information, you know, only those in the know get to know the whole picture. Yeah, right on, man. Right on, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's it, that that division thing is, is is everywhere you look, isn't it? I mean, it's um, it's 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 left and right, up and down, and uh, it's Pepsi, it's it's cola, it's um, it's Mac, it's PC, it's rock, it's 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 it's, it's hip hop, it's rap, it's 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 it's, it's everywhere. And that divid that divisive nature is just like become a part of our world, isn't it? And it's certainly in the music. I mean, that's um, that's evident. Yeah. And when we talk about the flat earth stuff, one of the issues I have with, I won't say like, you know, I'm hating on the community or anything, but I see people play into the hands of the masters in the flat earth community by I hate that calling people globe tards and shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is exactly the problem. Why no one wants to listen to you. Yeah, there's a lot of channels out there. There's a there's a lot of great channels out there dedicated to truth, but the ones I avoid are the ones that are causing this um, 
this uh, this division and there's a lot of them out there and some of them I used to respect and I, and I and I sort of you know started my journey with some of these people but now they're now they're just causing division and exposing the shills and 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 having these debates which seem to go nowhere you're not changing anyone's mind in a debate and uh, they just it just it, seeing that divisive um, behavior within a community it's just really, really destructive, and it's really, really saddening because you know the, the, the point where we all need to come together, particularly when we're learning about this globe deception. That one thing we can all agree on, at least, is the globe is nonsense, and and then then all of these little frac- factions sort of start springing up, and they start arguing about gravity and what what gravity is and what gravity isn't. I mean, I think that's a waste of time in having all these debates. I think we should all be trying to wake the world into this this huge deception, which changes everything, rather than squabbling about the curvature formula <laughs> i want to i want to talk more about flat earth stuff maybe in the second hour but while we've got you here for the free audience i would love to see if you have any words of encouragement maybe for fellow musicians or really artists of any type um you know where where can we go with that concept i don't know really i mean uh, i can i can only speak as an individual and what i've done i mean I, i've um achieved happiness and, 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 um, fulfillment from what I've done, but certainly no, not finances. If, if you're getting into music for the money, then, then, you know, good luck. Um, if you get into music for the right reasons, you know, uh, and be righteous and do it with the good intent, then the blessings will follow after that. I've, I've been doing this for four years and I'm only starting to start seeing a little bit of a financial come. I can't live off of what I make doing my conspiracy music. It's incredibly difficult, difficult, but you know, I'm making a few bucks, a bit of pocket money and that's nice. And I'm getting some recognition and all that sort of stuff. But if you just want to make money from making music, then, you know, <laughs> this, this ain't the game for you. But um, if you want to do it with the right intent, and uh, you get absolute. I, I mean, I've never been happier. I, I mean, I've never been poorer, but I've never been happier, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I, I, I love what I'm doing now because I'm changing minds. I'm changing paradigms with my music. And uh, I would encourage anybody to to get into this realm of information and put it into music, put it into a poetry, put it into something visual. Do Just doing something creative with the information that you've learned is vital. You don't have to be uh, as, as, as front man as I am and, like, you know, really – singing and dancing in front of the camera and doing all that. Cause I, that's not for everybody, but you know, you can at least, you know, hide behind the screen and put, put behind the screen and put something creative together with video editing software or whatever, and just do a voiceover. I don't know if you, if you're learning information and you're not telling people about it in your own creative way, then I think there's something wrong with that. Um, but I would encourage anybody to just sort of, I don't know, get the word out. Try and be creative with it because that stuff travels. And uh, I've seen it with my own work. And I want more people doing it. There's not enough people doing it. That's the problem. So, yeah, please, uh, whatever you're good at, you know, even if you're a flower arranger or something, I don't know, make a make a flat earth map out of flowers or something. Or if you're an engineer or, or I don't know, do something with metal. or I don't know. Um, there are ways. you just got to think outside the box a little bit and just try and get that information out there because, uh, you know, the more people we empower this stuff, then the more freer we can be. I love that, dude. That's how I feel too. Um, there's really no reason why <laughs> we can't all be in some way speaking truth. I mean, that's part of the trivium, in fact. And in terms of your energetic centers, if you're not, if if there's something that you think, observe, and feel, and you don't express, then that constitutes some sort of blockage in your throat chakra, whether it's 
because of some trauma that's made you hold on to that blockage or because just sort of a willful stubbornness or a fear that you don't, that, that maybe it's going to come across the wrong way or that you're not going to be heard or whatever. Just be aware. I think people that the healthy option is to be brave. In fact, and if you leave that stuck energy in the throat chakra, that turns into stuff like you, you wouldn't even believe it. Maybe if you weren't keen to how energy works and that our body is based on a template of energy before it becomes physical, but things like thyroid problems, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, <laughs> I've found like conclusively that that relates very specifically to uh, not expressing yourself properly mm. in one, one way or another. And, you know, like breathing problems, asthma, constriction of the lungs. This happens when we don't feel and express our, our grief or sorrow properly whenever it comes up. There's so much about the throat chakra, particularly that through that channel, all of the different energy centers of our body can clear themselves by expressing whatever needs to come up and come out. So speaking truth is the best way, however, wherever you can to make sure that that channel is open for all the other parts of you to also be able to healthily express what they need to express. Yeah, right on, bro. We've been, we've been, uh, we've been uh, suppressed for so long. Our voices have been suppressed for so long. And I think that's, uh, that's a part of it, isn't it? We, we, we've been so scared to speak out for so many years. My wife suffers a little bit with that. She needs to do some throat chakra clearing. She, she always feels like she doesn't have a voice and I'm always encouraging it in her. Like, you know, you need to, then she's starting to find it now and I'm starting to see her blossom. I've been with her for 17 years. We married for five. And uh, now she's starting to get the confidence and now she's starting to get the voice and now she's starting to blossom. It's like, because she never thought she had a voice. She always thought that like, she should shut up and be like a good little girl because that's entrained right from a very early age. You know, you have to put your hand up to, to speak. And uh, I still see that in her a little bit as a, as a 46 year old woman. She feels like, you know, like, do it. Can I speak now? And it's like, Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. So yeah, I, 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 I totally get what you're saying with that, bro. Well, maybe grab a set of tuning forks and just practice with that modality. It's uh, I think everybody could be using coherent sound and tuning forks are almost like a surgical instrument. I do it in terms of like for clients one-on-one and I've got a lot of practice, but my real goal is that I want as many people as are willing to pick up that particular modality and start just experimenting. Like it's not ever going to hurt you to have coherent sound in your biofield period. Like you can't do it wrong. <laughs> you can just get better at it as you go. Cool, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm conspiracy music guru. Uh, if you can remember three words, conspiracy music guru. Uh, I am guru simply means guide or mentor. I'm guiding people through the world of conspiracy through my music. I touch on many different subjects and uh, you can find me by searching those three words on YouTube, conspiracy music guru. You'll find my channel. Pick the channel that's got the most amount of subs, not the little, the copy channel. Uh, there you can find me on Facebook, Conspiracy Music Guru, the website, conspiracymusicguru.com. Three words. If you can't find me, then you're terrible at the internet. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for hanging out and I'll see you on the other side. Looking forward to getting into more expansions on the topics we've already got into. And uh, yeah, really appreciate what you're doing. And I've benefited personally and I hope people check it out. Cool, man. Cheers. All right. See you on the other side. 
The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, Oh, 
some good stuff i know you guys had fun with that one <laughs> i for sure did and it feels great to get into a conversation with a guy like alex where you know it's a little more just hanging out and talking and not with a particular agenda you know i wanted to discuss his work and some of the various conspiracies that he covers for sure i mean i had some ideas going into it but more important to me was to revisit the original intention of Interverse, which was all about creativity, all about inspiring people to make stuff, to make stuff. And I wouldn't say that I've lost that intention by any means, but of course my vision has expanded to far greater places in terms of this, the syncretism that we do here and the exploration of deep levels of knowledge. And knowledge is great, but until you put it into practice in some form, and it's just information and True wisdom is in action. So whatever it is that you can create that incorporates the knowledge that you've understood and gained that resonates with truth, that is wisdom. And it helps other people see and feel the wisdom. Truth is a frequency. <laughs> they say that, but it really is. It's completely true. It's true. The truth is a frequency. And I love, I really love Alex's music. I've had a great time. Uh, listening to it since I heard about him for the first time at Flattoberfest last year. I've enjoyed his appearances on Crow. He has a couple of good conversations with Crow 777. That was actually what inspired me to finally reach out to him. So, you know, if you want more of him on podcasts, check that out. But more importantly, support his music. Support Alex's music. I really hope you do. Or maybe buy the books. I wish that we had got into that in the first hour. It actually only really came up in the second hour. So I'll tell you about it now. Uh, Alex has been turning some of his flat earth songs, maybe like flat earth songs is even too polarizing of a way of putting it. His songs that prove that NASA is a big group of deceivers <laughs> that he's been putting those songs into the form of like children's book style. And I love that idea. And maybe you've got kids out there that you want to educate, but heck, I think that you could hand that to an adult and you're giving them a streamlined version of the information that they can flip through pretty quickly and point them in the right direction of what questions to be asking. Because when you start asking questions about any of the narratives that the not an actual space agency <laughs> puts out there and that they claim to be true and cosmological, cosmologically accurate, asking questions is what brings down the whole house of cards with them. So... I would love it if uh, Alex didn't have to feel like a poor starving musician. <laughs> it sounded like a little bit of that, that he has some relationship with money that it's not as abundant as it could be. And I'm not putting the blame on him for this or anything in terms of his mindset or perspective, but it is a true 
it is a true story that people out there in the realm of musicianing find uh, common ground in the idea that it's tough to make a living doing that. And it's amazing to consider that hundreds of thousands of people have heard his music, yet he's not compensated to that degree in terms of the way that that reciprocates towards him. Musicians are some of the most selfless people out there. They tend to be really just doing it for the love and the passion of what they're doing. And when that love and passion is put in the form and packaging of music that actually in some ways is attempting to convey truth, reality, wholeness, health, you know, all of those amazing things that we're all about here, rather than, as he put it, <laughs> shitty, tepid love songs. <laughs> yeah, man, I feel like that deserves all the support. So when I get off of this outro, I'm going to go pick up one of his, uh, either one of his albums or one of his books, probably one of the children's books, because I think that sounds more fun since I can catch the music. Hey, I don't really do CDs that much anymore. So buying a CD would only be a symbolic gesture. So I'm going to pick up one of his children's books for sure. I love that idea. And it's cool that that like resonates with the talk we just did on Vibrant this week with Paranoid American and Juan. I say Paranoid American. That's not his real name. His real name's Thomas. <laughs> but his uh, website is Paranoid American and he's making comic books about conspiracy. I think that is freaking sweet too as a big comic book guy. So you've probably seen that on my feed that the Vibrant episode 45 with those two came out. It was a really fun one. If you're not catching those on video format, you're missing out a big, a big part of uh, the punch of it. And I would really love to see more of you tune in live. We've been getting great turnouts in terms of how many people are actually there in the chat while we are on the air live and direct. So join the party. If you're on the team of just listening to this show through the RSS feed on the audio only playback, that is all well and good. You know, there's really no wrong answers if that's what is more convenient to you. But if you feel isolated and alone out there, in this world of searching for truth in all through all the inversions that are presented to us by society with all the people around us that seem to be buying it hook, line and sinker, the various disempowering self-limiting mentally compartmentalizing beliefs and ideologies that are thrown around left and right. The tribe is waiting for you. <laughs> the universe tribe is alive and kicking and growing and glowing Join our Telegram group. That is an amazing time. And if you get in there, you may find that it's the only social app that you need anymore. You can easily find enough human, real human connection without unnecessary conflict. Real, loving, inspiring exchange of light and energy and love and information in our Telegram group and all the spinoff groups that have come about from the members of our group forming subgroups about different topics. So please join, especially if you're feeling a bit isolated or lonely in the world right now. There's way more of you listening to this than are actually part of the group or active and participating in the group. So, you know, don't be shy. If you find yourself a bit cut off from the world, I know it's coming through the, the form of screen to screen contact, but as Alex and I were talking about, it's really that's that's actually like our magic power. This technology is just sort of an illusory facade that we put up as a reason 
to justify and explain why we can be connected across distance. But distance is purely mental and conceptual. Separation is an illusion. So cut through the separation. Join us on Telegram. I would really love to see you there. And thanks to everybody that participates and makes that that chat and that group so amazingly beautiful. I love it. I love it. And the other thing about it is like, this is a great place for an outlet to share what your gifts are and your creations and your knowledge and your information. It's not, it's not just about me. Once we can form the tribe like that, it's about all of us. I really, really wanted there to be a place where you can land and go beyond just listening to audio content and make some sort of headway in changing your life in a positive way. And I believe that the tribe is a big avenue for that. If you show up, if you share your gifts, if you, you know, participate and connect with the people there, there's going to be a receptive group. At least some people there will be receptive to what you have to say or what you have to offer. And it might help you grow. I don't know. So I'm, that's enough about that. But uh, what do I want to talk about first? Support Alex. If I didn't make that clear, support the conspiracy music guru. We love this guy. I say we, I assume that you do too. <laughs> so show him some love, you know, support him financially. And, uh, you know, maybe support me financially too as well. I will tell you now about the plus extension of this episode. So you can get that on Rockfin or Patreon. Links in the show notes if you want to hear the second hour of the conversation. And we discussed how to beat the Al Gore rhythms with creative language and uh, his scamdemic music, which I really, really appreciate. He has some excellent songs revealing the cooties deception. And we talked about the <laughs> uh, uh, Unix and inversion of genders with the actors and the elites. Conspiracy leading to spirituality and vice versa. Health and spirituality as a an aid or maybe even requirement to push your creativity further. Turning your, we talked about turning his music into children's books. We got into great detail about what that's about. I, like I said, I would have loved for that to be in the first hour, but it is what it is. Uh, you can definitely check it out in hour two. We got into gut health, a big flow about gut health and the miracle of cleansing the toxicity out of your gut and how that changes the way your brain works and the way your mind is functioning. You know, that depression isn't something that you own or that's wrong with you or that is actually a psychological problem. It is connected to the toxicity you're carrying around and the other beings that may be passengers on your body vessel. We talked about coming together at events with open minds, uh, like-minded people, open minds, you know, the magic of actually coming together in the real life. And he talked about what it's been, what it's been like to be in Spain during cooties and more than that too. So I gave you a lot of it, but that was the gist of our second hour. A lot of fun. Hope you do join and support. Would love to have that reciprocal connection between us where for as little as five bucks a month or 10, if you want the entire Rockman network five on my Patreon, where it's just me, you get all the extended content I've ever put out. And I do a lot of free stuff. So I'm only asking for a pittance to get an extra hour each week on top of the however many three, six, nine <laughs> hours of content that I'm doing a week, most of which is free. So, you know, if you appreciate that, please show, show the love. It's not that expensive, really helps me out. And uh, I appreciate you greatly, especially appreciate everyone who has been supporting some of you for quite a long time. So great, great. 
And do check out the Solfeggio album. I would say that I don't know that I agree with the uh, quote unquote true Solfeggio, but what are words? What are labels, right? The most important thing about Solfeggio is, or any type of frequencies that we use for healing is the coherence of the frequency. So, I mean, I'm cool with the fact that he's calling true Solfeggio 432 and the chromatic scale that is based off of 432A, then the A note. That's cool with me. And I got to do, I got to say my piece about it and like what I think about Solfeggio in terms of the numerical magic of 369 with the traditional Solfeggio tones. And that was fun too. And see, this is what I love is that we're coming from different places and different understandings of that word, Solfeggio, but we're both able to see the value in the other's perspective and come to a really great synthesis of that. A lot of fun. And his True Solfeggio album is freaking brilliant. I had some incredible Qigong flows by putting that on and doing my, my practice. And interestingly, the first time that I did it, the first time I put on his uh, True Solfeggio, man, mentioned that word, True Solfeggio album and did my Qigong, I had this inspiration like, hey, I should revisit the the book that I have that describes the uh, proper way to do the 12 movements that are the practice that I follow. And wouldn't you know it when I went in there and checked out the book, I was like, Holy crap. I've actually been doing several of these movements partially wrong, partially incorrectly for a couple of years now. Cause it's been a while since I like refreshed myself on the proper way to do it the way I was taught. And so Amazingly, the first time I did a full flow with his album and did it right (laughs) based on what the actual teacher taught me and how to do it, the energy that I felt was incredible. The two things definitely go hand in hand. That meditative, relaxing, flow-inducing music of his True Solfeggio album truly did help me keep my mind clear and empty and focused on the practice at hand and the inner flow of my energy. And I felt great after that. And I'm definitely inspired to be more consistent with my practice now that I have reminded myself what it feels like to do it in a more correct way. Beautiful. So I hope somebody out there needed to hear that. And maybe they're going to pick up their Qigong practice again or uh, refine it further or maybe look into learning it for yourself. I'd love to hear Stories about people's success with that, that modality. I think that it is incredible. Definitely a well-kept secret in terms of health and longevity and strength and agility and all the good things. So uh, if you guys want to work with me, I mean, this episode was a lot about sound and, and uh, being in tune. <laughs> Get in touch. I would love to do some sessions. I really enjoy doing these tuning fork sessions for clients. And as we discussed with the ether topic with Alex today, it doesn't matter that we're doing it at a distance or remotely. There's no separation in the ether. And if that is the medium through which we're operating, then we can do this from as far away as each other as is humanly possible to be on this realm that we're in. <laughs> and I hope nobody is like turned off by the flat earth topic. I mean, I feel like at this point you can at least entertain the idea or listen to us talk about it without being like flat earth shills. (laughs) Uh, Maybe check out uh, Alex's music and chase down some of the leads. 
I don't need anybody to believe exactly one version of what the earth is. I'm just more interested in exposing what it's not. I hope you guys can feel me on that. I'm totally earth shape agnostic. And I don't know that we could ever fully comprehend the mystery of existence and the truth of the entirety of the infinite realm that we exist upon. All I know is that inverters invert and liars lie. And once you can prove them in multiple lies, why trust anything else that they say? It's obviously despicable deception, right? And that's where I'm at with it. So that's why I bring up flat earth is not to be like, it is exactly this. And here's the map because I don't have the map, but I can say consistently that I have ruled out the, uh, the model <laughs> that, that is being granted to us by the scientism priests. That is for sure. And you can rule it out too. All it takes is chasing down a few different leads and it won't take long before you're like, okay. But some people disagree with that. And if you chase down the leads and you still are like, nope, it's a sphere and NASA lied about this, but I still believe that. I'm cool with that. I don't care. I'm not going to be heard about that. As long as you can give me the same consideration <laughs> that uh, our difference of opinion and perspective doesn't malign us in terms of our intention for what we want to see happen in the world and in ourselves, which is wholeness and balance and higher levels of harmony and consciousness and bringing the light, being the light. So I'm going to play this out with a, a track from Alex and I hope you enjoyed it. I probably will put one in before my outro here. So, or maybe between the pleasant and second hour segments, I don't know. Very likely going to play more than one of his songs. I haven't decided which one yet, but just know for sure the music you're hearing in this episode is from Alex Michael, conspiracy music guru, a.k.a. the Flat Earth Man. And I hope you dig it. I hope you follow him on Spotify or wherever else you might support him as well. Pick up maybe some of his children's books. And thanks for listening as usual. Very much enjoy getting to do this with you guys. So much love to everybody out there. And don't forget your power. You got to create to really express and wield that power. And I hope that you do. And I'd love to see what it is that you do with that creative potential. Maybe in our Telegram group. A lot easier for me to keep track of that than sending me random emails. Although I appreciate getting emails too. And if you want to set up a session for Oracle reading, I Ching and Tarot or for attuning, my email is chance at interversepodcast.com. And I'd love to do that. So get in touch one way or the other. Connect with the tribe. Absolutely encourage that. And I'll talk to you guys later. Don't forget that you are the entire infinite ether resonating in the form of a singular, individuated, unique, beautiful, badass human being. And I love you. And you should love you too. I think that you do. So catch you guys later. Bye-bye. <laughs>